listening to the world's tastiest sports podcast. What's up guys, welcome to the Sports Burger, episode one. Sorry it took us so long to get this one out, but we had some technical difficulties. We recorded the last one last week and about halfway through it just went out on us. So here we are again and uh, we figured Tuesday nights actually kind of worked a little bit better with getting prepared for the week and stuff of sports. So um, a week ahead of action. By the way, I'm Cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, I guess guess I should have introduced myself. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, BT. I'm over here with Cheeseburger and uh, we're going to get right into things with the NFL. Uh, week, Week six NFL action. Who stays undefeated? Yeah, it's kind of been the big topic here in week six, and we have already, or we still have six undefeated teams, and it seems like a high number, but I think after this week, we might have quite a few left. Yeah, I at least see one going down. So, anyways, let's get right to it. On Thursday night, we have Thursday night football, and the Falcons are trying to stay undefeated, and they're going against the Saints, who have been probably one of the biggest disappointments of season the NFL. They're awful. <laughs> but the big question has been, Drew Brees, if you're the Saints, do you keep Drew Brees... Do you try to trade him while you can, or do you leave him on the team as more of a role model and give some of the younger guys a chance? We've all seen the Verizon commercials with McCow and the backup. Just give the backup a chance, <laughs> man. Give him a chance. He got a chance earlier in the year, and he really didn't do that bad. I yeah, mean, he actually looked pretty he good. He stayed in the game. He kept them in the game, which I thought he'd throw the game away after the first second series, you know. But I think if you can get a high draft pick for Breeze, get rid of him. I mean, the dude's done all he can for you. I mean, brought a Super Bowl championship to you. Get rid of him. I'm sorry I hate to say it, but Bree's time has come. He's done, he's done in New Orleans. Yeah, and here the other thing is if if they keep playing Breeze and he somehow starts playing better, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. No. They're too far out. They're, the, the Falcons are playing really good. Um, they're not going to make a wild card spot. No. Uh, definitely not – obviously not going to win the division because of the Falcons. Uh, the dirty birds. So – you know, Drew start Drew Brees starts playing good. There you go. You lose your high draft pick spot, which seems to be what the Saints have done the last couple of years. Yeah, they I start mean, playing good at the end of the season, kind of lose their lose their good. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, what young talent do they have to build around right now? Right. They have Brandon Cooks on the offensive side of the ball. They have a rookie left tackle who they picked in the first round this past year. I think his name's Pede. Besides that, it's a big question mark. I mean, yeah, you, you pick up two first round picks this this year, trading Brees and keeping your other first round pick. You can literally build offense and defense with one guy getting rid of your, getting off your team. Yeah, I, I think they definitely are going to want to look to add a big piece um, in the draft because, uh, yeah, I mean they have they've added some first round picks that have been good, but like you said, they don't really have that person to build around. Um, Josh McCown's not going to be that. No, no, <laughs> he's a good, he's a solid backup. I don't think he's going to be the future. Um, be careful so, what you ask for, McCown. You might be getting the hand of this team very soon. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that progresses. But on the other side of the ball, we have Devontae Freeman, who is absolutely lighting hey, it up this man. season. Eight touchdowns, 405 yards. So here's my question. Does he keep it up or does he flop? Before we before I answer that, he was the backup coming into this year. The backup <laughs> behind Tevin Coleman. Now, I will say, uh, kind of – Looking into fantasy here, I did have Devontae Freeman on my team. He was a free free agent pickup. Really happy I picked him up, but I did trade him, and here's why. Tevin Coleman is coming back. Yeah. So Tevin Coleman will see touches. Whether you're looking through the Atlanta Falcons colored glasses or not, he will get touches, so Freeman's production will go down. Yeah, and uh, we know they like to use Freeman in the red zone. Um, Yes. So I think he'll still get some touchdowns, but eight touchdowns, 
through five games um, for a guy who was the backup <laughs> running back. It's kind of ridiculous. I don't think he keeps up that pace. And like you said, he's he's going to lose some touches to Tevin Coleman when he returns. So, yeah, I, I don't think he keeps it up. I think he's going to remain a solid back. Yeah, he'll still be the starter. But right. you look at every NFL team and they have at least two backs they're going to split carries with. Yeah, and I don't see I don't see him continuing, you know, being a top five, uh, even top four back like he is right now. So, no. um, so we'll move on to the next game, um, and it's going to be the Bengals trying to stay undefeated. Now, coming into this game uh, versus the Bills, Tyrod Taylor is questionable. He took a shot to the knee last week. Um, haven't really heard definitive yes or no, but if he is hurt and if it is bad enough, like Rex Ryan has speculated in his in his press conferences. Tyrod Taylor could miss a couple weeks here. Yeah, that would which, be which is big for them. Yeah, that'd be really detrimental to them. He's been a he's kind of been their catalyst that's got them going, and uh, they're going up against tough, a really really tough Bengals team this week. Um, I think a lot rides on him playing, um, which, like you said, looks kind of doubtful right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Andy Dalton's been really good. He's got eleven touchdowns. He's got fifteen hundred yards. He beat the vaunted Seattle Seahawks defense right. last week. I mean, he's he's looked really good. Um, so that's going to be a really good one to keep your eye on. Like I said, it's going to be a much better matchup if we do get to see Tyrod Taylor yeah, in that Tyrod one. Tyrod so. Taylor's not in the game. It goes to EJ Manuel. We all know how that ends. It's pretty. <laughs> so we'll keep our eye on that one. Um, but then we're going to go to our third undefeated team, which is the Broncos, and they're going to be playing the Browns this week. That's one that uh, if Manziel ain't playing, I ain't watching. Yeah, I mean, which is gonna, which means you're probably not watching because no. I don't think Manziel's gonna be playing. <laughs> but that brings me kind of to my next point. If you're the Browns, why don't you have Manziel starting the game? You have nothing to lose. The dude sold jerseys so well after he was drafted. He became your highest selling jersey. That's that's over Joe Hayden. Okay, Hayden is a great cornerback. Don't get me wrong, but quarterbacks are what makes money. Yeah, put the man in the game. Yeah, I I think you I think you've got to start him. Um, I think he's your future. Yes. Uh, McCown is not. McCown is not. Um, I really don't understand it. He got his one game. He looked really good. Led got him, him to a, a win. Victory. And then just hasn't touched the field since then. So, uh, like I'm with you. Um, I think they're a much more fun team to watch. They're a much better team with him at quarterback. So until he's at quarterback, I don't th- I don't see them having much success. Even then, the NFL is about putting butts in seats. Correct. Right. You right. want to sell out that game? Put Manziel in the game. It'll it'll sell out in a heartbeat. Yeah, people want to see him. Um, Browns fans want to see him, but you know, the casual fan that doesn't necessarily care about the Browns, but likes the sport, they want to see him too. Yes. Um, but that's going to move us on to our next one. This is our uh, fourth of our six undefeated teams. That's the Panthers, and that, they've kind of been a surprise. But a lot of that's been the schedule they've played early on. You said it right there. Their schedule is easy. Yeah. They've played the easiest part of their schedule. Right. Yeah, their their schedule um, has been pretty favorable so far. But I mean, even then, in the NFL, it's hard to start off four zero. That's true. That they, is true. They did have a bye week in there. Um, they're hosting the Seahawks, and the Seahawks have been a huge surprise this season. Yeah, with they're how they're right now. They're reeling. They, I guess, that disappointment in the Super Bowl last year. Um, but adding Jimmy Graham, people thought was going to be a huge move for them. Russell Wilson doesn't like him. I don't know why. I throw to <laughs> I, him. I I don't I don't know if it's just. That's not the offense um, that he fits into well, but uh, we kind of expected a lot more from them, and it's really been a disappointment. But with that being said, um, they're in a spot right now where they have to get wins. They know yes. they have to get wins. The fans are talking about it. They're talking about it. Uh, so it's going to be what's, tough for what's the Panthers. Even more surprising to me, if you look last week, you know, Legion of Boom is all we hear about with the Seahawks. Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom. They let a tight end score two touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah. When is the last time that's happened? 
to the Seahawks. Yeah, they, they're, I mean, there really hasn't been a part of them that's looked like their old selves. Uh, they haven't looked that great on offense. Their defense, their defense has been good, not as good as they I usually mean, are. Cam Chancellor came back and had a big impact against the yeah. Lions. I mean, he stripped out, Cal, he stripped Calvin Johnson of the ball on the goal line, which controversy again, and that's one of their two wins so far. But yeah. Cam Chancellor, everybody said if Cam Chancellor comes back, they'll be better. Um, he's back. Yeah. They've won one game with him. That's it. Yeah, I think I think uh, they're a much better team with him. Um, I think the Panthers aren't necessarily as good as their record says. Um, so we'll see. But uh, then that brings us to our fifth one, which is uh, obviously the Packers, who are playing the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I like the Packers a lot. I mean, once again, we thought Aaron Rodgers stood no chance this year after losing Jordy Nelson. You're going to have three rookie receivers and Randall Cobb. That's it. And he's still somehow the number one passer in the game. Well, number I'm sorry, number two passer in the game right. behind Brady. Right. And you go, you're going against a Chargers team who you saw Monday Night Football last night take a devastating loss. Yeah. Last second loss to the Steelers, and the Chargers defense has one one cornerback. That's it. Everybody else in their defense is pretty bad. Yeah. When when you're facing a guy like Aaron Rodgers who spreads the ball around, it's really hard to plan. You can't. You know. When you play somebody with a receiver that gets a lot of uh, attempts and gets a lot of touches on the ball, um, gets a lot of targets, it's a lot easier to plan around stopping them. When you play Aaron Rodgers, you have to really keep an eye on every receiver, every running back, every tight end. Mike Vick lit up the Chargers last night. Mike Vick, almost 40-something-year-old Mike Vick lit up the Chargers last night. You, You really think they stand a chance against Aaron Rodgers? Let's be real. Right. <laughs> well, then that brings us to our next one. Um, that's the Patriots, who probably have looked the most impressive of the they, uh, undefeated they teams. Good. They are really good. Um, but they're they're playing the Colts. Uh, the robbery game. Which a lot of that also depends on Andrew Luck's return. He's supposed to return. He's probable. I hope he returns. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> he's, pro- he's probable right now. Um, we're expecting him to return. Um, but if he doesn't play, I don't think they don't have it. I don't think they have a chance. Hasselback will not make it out of that game alive if he starts. <laughs> so, so a lot depends on that. But let's just go through these real quick. I'm just going to tell you the uh, team, and you tell me if you think they're going to stay undefeated. All right, we'll start uh, Falcons. Yes. Okay, Falcons. <laughs> you think you're staying undefeated? I think I'm with you. Um, Julio Jones and Devontae Freeman are going to be. Too yeah, much. they're they're playing the Saints, um, who have been horrible. A good high school team could beat the Saints. I think, <laughs> I think that's going to be an easy one for them. All right, how about the Bengals with playing the Bills? That's, this is going to be a better game. Once again, we we prefaced it with saying if Tyrod Taylor plays, it'll be a better game. Right. Even if he plays, though, I'm still taking the uh, I'm still taking the Bengals. All right, I think I'm with you. Uh, pretty much the same exact thing. A lot of that rides on Tara Taylor. I think if he plays, it's going to be a closer game. And the Bengals have had several close games. Yes. They haven't been blowing people out. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with them to stay undefeated. So that's the next one, Broncos versus Browns. Johnny football or no Johnny football, Broncos are too much. Yeah, I agree. Same thing. Um, then the next one is going to be the Panthers at the Seahawks. Do the Panthers stay undefeated? I'm going upset here. Panthers will not be defeated after week six. Seahawks with a big win. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I think the Panthers lose here. Um, I think the Seahawks know they need a win. Uh, they're going to play a lot better than they have played, and I just think the Seahawks with Cam Chancellor, their defense has gotten a lot better, yes. and the Panthers haven't seen anything like that this season. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Panthers, they uh, finally lose one in their undefeated streak ends. So then we got the Packers playing the Chargers. Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I agree. Same thing. Don't have to say much there. And the last undefeated team, Patriots, do they stay undefeated or do they, do they lose? 
Patriots undefeated. I, I don't, I don't I think, see them losing this year. So basically, we both agree. We think five of the six are going to stay undefeated going into week seven. So yes. that's, a, that's a lot of undefeated teams going to week it seven. It still is, but they'll, they'll fall off surely. Right. All right. Well, that brings us to a new segment that we're going to call Sports Are Weird, where we talk about some of the weird kind of news stories that uh, happen around the sports world. And this one's uh, really interesting. Lil B strikes again. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty <laughs> Shout funny. Shout out to Lil B for the follow, though. If, if you don't know what happened, basically, uh, a Blue Jays fan who was sad that his team had fallen down 0-2. Now, not just Blue Jay. This guy's a sports fan. He does it to almost every sport. He hit James Harden with a right. well, no, I'm year. saying the fan that tweeted at him. To, oh, to, yeah, that yeah. is true. That is true. A Blue, Jay, a Blue Jays fan tweeted at him, who, and he was sad his team was down 0-2, and just said, Dear base God, please, will you, leave, will, you give my, will you give my Blue Jays team your blessing? Now we know the other part of the story. They win two straight. They go into game five at home. I'm taking them. <laughs> it's looking good. <laughs> So little B strikes again, little B's blessing strikes again, but uh, maybe worse than little B's blessing is his curse. We saw what happened to James Harden. Oh my God! <laughs> you know James Harden has an MVP type year. Starts doing the little feed me feed me hand signal thing, and little B says, "No, that's mine. I'm cursing you. You will not have a good playoffs." And what happens? He don't even get off the bus. Yep, yep. Little little B. I don't know what it is about you, but you've got some <laughs> special powers. Don't curse me. Yeah, please do. don't curse this show either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that kind of takes us into what we're going to talk about next, and uh, these are just going on kind of as we speak. Um, we just saw the Cubs clinch yes. the, um, their 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 division uh, divisional series, so they're going on to the NLCS. Um, but the game we're not going to be able to know the outcome of when this game uh, or when this podcast comes out is the um, Dodgers, Dodgers and the next. Mets. Um, but we'll we'll go ahead first and talk about the uh, Cubs who just clinched and uh, they have a first time to win a World Series. They have a chance to win the World Series for the first time since 1908. Pretty crazy. I I didn't I didn't see this game going past three games honestly. Yeah, I, I figured the Cardinals pitching staff would just dominate and well, you see where my guessing gets me. The Cubs taken in four. Yeah, behind power offense. Yeah, I I think that. Um, when we did the show last week, the one that messed up, we didn't get the air. I don't. I don't think either one of us picked no. the Cubs to win. Actually, I had picked the Cardinals to win the World Series. So yes. my pick, my pick went right out the door there. But I mean, the big surprise here has been Kyle Schwarber batting five hundred three home runs, is a monster, absolutely on fire. Um, if he carries that on to the next round, I think the car, uh, the Cubs have a really good chance to make it to the World Series. He's a rookie. Yeah. Him, Chris Bryant, are the heart and soul of that team with Anthony Rizzo. Kyle Schwarber has hit three home runs in the postseason so far. The dude is a monster. I'm with you. If if I'm not going to say they're going to win the World Series, but they have a very legit shot at, be, at winning the NL. Yeah, I, I think if he keeps it up, um, they have a really good chance. It all depends on what happens in this Dodgers-Met series because uh, even though while we do the show right now, um, the Dodgers and Mets are – Starting their game, um, Mets have a chance to clinch. Mets have a chance to clinch. I still think the Dodgers are actually a better team. So if something happens, Dodgers come back and win that series. I think they're going to beat the Cubs. Yeah, I can see that. If the Mets win, I really think the Cubs have a good chance to make it to the World Series. Well, that kind of leads into our next game, right? Mets and right. Uh, Mets and Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw going tonight. Can Clayton Kershaw win a playoff game, please? For the love of sports, please win a playoff. You game. know, I'm I'm a big Clayton Kershaw fan, so. Man, I would love for him to. That's like the one argument that happens when you try to say he's the best pitcher. It's, yes. Well, he can't win a postseason game. Well, oh, man, I would love him to win a clutch postseason game, put them back in it. Um, do I think he will? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, I'm not so confident. 
but uh, that's going to be a good one. Uh, you know, you have the Mets who are just crushing the ball right now. Suspedes home run last night, 431 feet to left yeah, field, and when, upper and if, deck. And we've seen him get hot, and when he gets hot, he's just about unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So that's going to – that game's going to have uh, a big impact on what happens in the next rounds coming, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But then tomorrow we have some big games over in the AL. We got Texas um, versus the Blue Jays in Game Five. Hamels versus Strowman. Uh, you know, said you know last show we did it didn't get aired. They went out and got Hamels for games like this. Yeah, this is why you go out that July thirty first trade deadline and acquire Cole Hamels, who was a quote unquote rental. Um, well, guess what? This rental could get you a ring. In all honesty. Yeah, uh, you make moves late in the season like that for this reason. Um, but we've seen how good Stroman is. Yes. He's 4-0 right now with, with a 1-6. One, yeah, 1-6, one, 1-6-7, six, one, six, something like that, ERA. I mean, he's looked just about uh, one of the – he's looked really, really dominant. I'm, I'm, I'm going to still line here. He looks Kershaw-esque yeah. in the regular season. <laughs> he looks regular season <laughs> Kershaw-esque. So we'll see how that translates into this game. Um, this is a really big. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on a young guy. Yeah, Sherman, he hasn't even he hasn't pitched ten games, and, no, and he's, he's going to come off an ACL injury. Yeah, um, you know, he had a decent rookie year last year. Came in with a lot of expectations and tore his ACL in the spring. You know, they got him back towards the end of the year, and uh, he's pitched really like you said, four and oh, one six one six oh one six seven ERA, something like that. Yeah, the kid's good. Yeah, well, my prediction is, um, I think Stroman struggles a little. Uh, I think Texas scores some runs, but I think the Blue Jays' high-powered offense um, gets them through that game five. So I've got the Blue Jays advancing. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Texas, you know, comes out scores an early run or two. But after yeah. that, you know, those Blue Jay bats come alive, and and that Rogers Center, you ain't gonna shut them up. I'm yeah, sorry. we've we've seen uh, that Blue Jays lineup start to get hot, and if they get hot advancing into these uh, later rounds of the World Series. It could get inter- interesting. But uh, the last game and over in the AL is going to be the um, Astros and Royals. Astros and Royals. Uh, Colin McHugh is going against uh, Johnny Cueto. I mean, no, another another rental right here, Johnny Cueto. Yeah, coming up for the Royals and um, is being played in Kansas City. You saw how that was last year in the playoffs. When Kansas City comes alive, it's an electric atmosphere. Yeah, and um, as much as our last show, I picked the Astros to win, but after watching you know these four games, I got to go with the Royals. The Royals scored five runs in the eighth inning last night to come back and tie the series. And now that it's at home, I just don't see Johnny Cueto getting beat at home. Yeah, it's going to be tough to go there and win. Um, if you're the Astros, the one thing you can take out of that inning is that there was no hard hit balls. It was like five singles yeah. or six singles. It was dinks uh, and dunks. Yeah, I mean, so they they lost a game on I mean, that's baseball, but they lost a the game on well placed um, hits. The Astros have definitely looked like they've had the hotter bats, mm-hmm. um, but like you said, it's going to be really tough to go into Kansas City. I think I'm with you. I think I'm picking Kansas City to win this one. So I guess that means uh, both of our AL pick is just going to be Blue Blue Jays versus yeah. Kansas City. All right. Well, enough of baseball. Let's get over to our probably favorite sport to talk, and that's college football. And oh, we've got yeah. a, we've got several really big games uh, this week, but a really big one early in the week on Thursday night: UCLA playing Stanford. Stanford comes in as an early favorite. They're favored by six and a half points. But here's an interesting little tidbit of information. UCLA has not beaten Stanford since Jim Mora was their head coach. Can Jim Mora get this monkey off his back finally? Yeah, and uh, a big part of that has been their inability to stop the Stanford's rushing attack. Yes. And in all four of those losses, Stanford's rushed for at least 190 yards. Wow. Every every single one of those losses. So you got to think um, that's been a big point um, in practice this week is, hey, we got to stop the run. That's what's killed Dude. us these last – 
play, four times. Play Madden, engage eight. That's all you got to do. <laughs> so they're going to be um, keying on that run. Um, Stanford definitely doesn't have the running attack they have in the past years, but they still can run the ball. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think a lot of that uh, game's going to determine, or a lot of the things that are going to determine that game are going to be um, Stanford's ability to run the ball. It'll be it'll be the line who controls yeah. the line of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage is going to be huge in that game. You're not going to see the ball um, being thrown around a lot by Stanford. No. They're going to try to slow they, the game they, they down. They don't like Hogan throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, they like to slow the game down. They're going to try to slow UCLA's offensive attack down. It's going to be a really good game. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but shortly after that, on Saturday, we've got uh, what people up north would probably try to say is the biggest game of the weekend. Um, that's going to be Michigan playing Michigan State. I mean, I have to agree with them. I mean, we're down south, and I think it's one of the bigger games of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh's got the boys in blue. Michigan playing really well. They've shut out their last three opponents, completely shut them out. Um, you know, the the winner will take the Big Ten. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm jumping ahead now. I know yeah. it's I know it's week six or seven, whatever it is in college. I'm saying it now. The winner will take the Big Ten. Hands down. I think that'd be a, a hard thing to argue against. Ohio State doesn't look too good. Most no. people think both of these teams um, could beat them at this point. Uh, but yeah, it's an early prediction, but I, I think I'm with you. I think this game is, is going to have a huge uh, impact on that mm-hmm. Big Ten championship. Um, probably the winner of this game is the Big Ten's best chance to get to the playoff. Yes. Um, but Michigan's favored by eight and a half, which seems like a lot. But I agree with that. It's in the big house. 100,000 fans going crazy for Michigan. Right. And Rutgers last week. What happened to Michigan State having to pull out a last-minute victory versus Rutgers? Not, I'm not. I'm not trying to bash Rutgers any, but Michigan State pulls out a last-minute win versus Rutgers. Yeah, I mean that's been that's kind of been Michigan State's mantra this season, though. They struggled against Air Force. They struggled against Purdue. They struggled against Central Michigan. Really, their one win. Um, that's kind of got people excited was when they beat Oregon, but then we saw Oregon just get absolutely dominated by Utah. Utah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think um, I like that. I like that eight and a half points. I think that's about that's that's looking pretty good. But yeah. uh, we we won't give too much away before we get to the picks in a minute. But uh, anyways, now back down to the SEC, we have two really huge games. The first one being Alabama number ten facing Texas A and M number nine. Those who watched the Bama Arkansas game last weekend, I am sorry. That that was an atrocious game to watch from both teams' perspectives. The only reason Arkansas got the ball in the end zone was because Bama's offense gave it to him on the ten. Yeah. Bama's defense did step up though. I will say that's the best Bama's defense has played all year long. Texas A and M's defense, though, their front four is not too shabby. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Did Arkansas expose Bama's weakness in the offensive line? I think they definitely um, gave coaches uh, something to look at. But people say this all the time. I think it's true. You have a game like Arkansas where you struggle in a lot of parts of the game. I really think it benefits you more than it benefits other people. You find something you have to work on. They've been watching tape of it all week. Uh, They realized some things they probably wouldn't have realized had they not have played um, Arkansas so tight. Uh, Those games are crucial when you're trying to go on a run – Play above your head. That's those type of games really help you out. I think they really help them out more than they do opposing teams. Yeah, I, I like Bama's defense in this one. Like I said, if Bama wants to get back to college football playoff this year, it'll be on the shoulders of their defense. I mean, 
Derrick Henry's a monster, but he can't carry that offense by himself. Yeah, and this is going to be a good game in the uh, testament because A&M's offense has been really good. They've put up 44, 56, 38, 30. It's going to be tough to stop them. So we see this defense. This is really a really good test for them to see what they can do against a really high-powered offense. Yeah. But the last big game of the weekend, um, in our eyes anyways, is going to be Florida and LSU. But this game might not be as big as we originally thought because Florida is having to go to their backup quarterback because they lost their starter, um, Will Greer, to PEDs. Okay, when you say PEDs, I automatically think steroids. That's, yeah. That's where every sports fan's brain goes when you hear PED steroids. This kid went to a local GNC – bought one of those stupid workout supplements that kids should not be taking anyway and did not get it okayed by his trainers. Treon Harris, though, has started for Florida in the past. But, fun fact here, Treon Harris was suspended for one game earlier this year for, guess what, failing a drug test. Is there something in the water at Florida with (laughs) drugs? Come on, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's a lot to do with who their coach was last season and yes. <laughs> in the season before that. You, but see, that's, you see how his team's that's doing a, this yeah, year. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other um, topic in itself. But, yeah, um, Will Greer, um, that was pretty much just a mental mistake, um, and, and it was a costly one, not just for him, but for Florida, who's having the best season they've had in a while. And I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here. I don't, I don't care if Steve Spurrier came back and started at Florida. They wouldn't win this weekend. Because LSU has some running back. It's slipping my mind of his name. Oh, that's right, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Leonard Fournette has looked unstoppable, and I don't think it's going to be any different this weekend. Um, But this is that part of the season where we, every season, we have some running back, some quarterback that through the first four or five weeks is just going off against everybody. And then they get to this one game where the whole team just keys in on them. Mm They key in on them hard. They have a down game, and it relies on someone else's back. Uh you know, LSU has got one thing, and that's a running attack. And if that gets shut down, it's going to be tough for them. You can't, you can't expect Jennings to throw the ball around the field. They don't have the receivers. And right. quite frankly, he's not that good of a quarterback. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if uh, Fournette doesn't get going, it's going to be really, really tough for them. But I don't see that happening. No. I, see, I see Fournette continuing his ways. Um, I just don't think Florida's – Defense is good enough to stop him. The only thing Florida's defense has is DBs, running hard race. Right, they've got but speed on the what? outside. It ain't going to matter because they ain't throwing the ball. Yeah, they've got speed on the outside, which uh, I don't know if that's going to help them much against Fournette. So we'll see. Um, but kind of my last point in this game, Fournette, early pick for Heisman? Oh, yeah, hands down. I, I would have said that, you know, I would have said Chubb was right along with him just because he was having a great year. But after that injury, which sadly to say it could be career-ending, not 100% sure yet. Yeah. I know he's having surgery in the next two weeks, but Fournette, Heisman, hands down. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. Anyways, okay, now to our final segment. We're going to do something we like to call challenge picks. Let's Basically go. what this is, I'm going to let Cheese go first. He's going to look at all the games for the week. He's going to pick one for us to pick, one that he thinks he has an advantage on over me picking. <laughs> he's going to pick. And then uh, we're going to get all of our picks set, and then we'll figure out our records uh, next week and kind of see who did better. But, uh, Cheese, go ahead. What game are you going with? I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, just throw this out there. In our college pick, I'm legal on ESPN. I mean, I'm whipping your tail right now, so just throw that out there. In fairness, I did forget to pick like two weeks. Hey, so. I, I'm in the 93 percentile <laughs> in the country. All right. Uh, my first game, and I'm going to the SEC, you know, the big the big game of the week, uh, Bama versus A&M. Who you got? Yeah, I think I'm uh, – I think I'm going to go with Bama. I think their defenses looked really good. Um, it's hard to pick against them. It's going to be tough going into College Station. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I'm going with Bama. Same here, Bama. All right. Uh, for mine, I'm going to go with a little bit of a harder one. I'm going to go with the uh, Louisville going into Florida State. Everett Golson just keeps doing his thing. I, I can't pick against Florida State right now with Everett Golson just playing lights out football. All right. So you got Florida State. Um, I'm kind of with you. I think I would like to see Louisville pull the upset. I would too, just because <laughs> I'm not going Sorry, to. Sorry, FSU fans, um, but it would be fun to see. Um, but Florida State loves pulling these games out. I'm going to go with Florida State as well. All right, my next game. Now, can, now this 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 is the one I really like. Kansas State versus Oklahoma. Both coming off heartbreaking losses. Yeah. Um, I think that those losses last week have some impact. Um, but looking at past schedule, I think Oklahoma's been more impressive. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Put me in a hard spot here. Put myself in a hard spot. I'm going upset. I'm taking Kansas State. Oh, first, Bill first Snyder. different pick. All right, I like that pick. I, I was I was considering it, but I I, I wanted to stay safe. But uh, my next one's going to be this one's going to be a really good game. Um, could be impacted by the quarterback situation, but uh, LSU versus Florida. Two words. Leonard Fournette, that's my pick. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I've got LSU in that one. <laughs> All right, my next game is going to be Michigan State going into the big house versus Michigan. Yeah, this is going to be a good one, but like you mentioned earlier, it's going to be really tough for Michigan State to go into Michigan and win this one. Um, they've struggled a lot this season. Uh, I'm going Michigan. Same here. I'm taking Michigan in the big house. Harbaugh has his boys playing well. All right, here we go. Thursday night game, UCLA-Stanford. UCLA's freshman quarterback, Rawson, has been unreal so far. Um, nobody expected this UCLA team to compete with hardly anybody in the Pac-12. I'm saying UCLA jumps out to an early lead, so that forces Stanford to have to throw UCLA. All right. So you think Jim Moore gets the monkey off his back, finally, finally gets, gets a win. I'm going to have to go with Stanford here. Um, I think Stanford has their number right now. Um, they've beat them – um, every time that Jim Moore is coached against them. So I'm going to go with Stanford. All right. My last game that I picked, you know, this is number one team versus unranked. But Penn State is 5-1 and one coming into Ohio State, who is 6-0. Barely 6-0. Yeah. Who you got? This is a tough one. Ohio State struggled. They've looked bad. Everybody's wanted them to lose. But they continue to win. Um not versus the most impressive opponents, but they have struggled and they've still won. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ohio State. I think Ohio State pulls this one out. Am I the only one picking upsets this week? Give me Penn State. Look, you can pick upsets all you want. I'm going with the safe pick because I'm going to win. <laughs> Better safe than sorry, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and our final uh, challenge pick for this week. This is one that I'm kind of excited about. Um, West Virginia and Baylor. I think, I think Baylor's got a test here. Keep feeding the 400-pound tight end, Baylor. I like to see a fat man <laughs> score. Baylor. Okay. You said I wasn't picking any upsets. I'm going with this. This is probably the biggest upset. I'm, I'm picking West Virginia You're to pull this one West out. You're picking West Virginia versus Baylor. I'm picking West wow. Virginia to beat Baylor. Wow. I, I just have a feeling. West Virginia likes to pull one of these out a season. That is true. So I'm going with West Virginia. That's my pick. All right. So there you go. You heard our picks. Uh, we'll go through them next week, kind of see who uh, is winning. But uh, anyways... 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate it. We had a great time. Uh, bear with us as we keep doing this thing. We're going to get better week to week. Um, any questions or anything you want us to talk about, please hit us up on Twitter at eSportsBurger. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll literally talk about anything that has to do with sports. Right. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you thought of our first episode. Um, we look forward to hearing from you guys, and we'll see you next week. Shout out to Lil B. Thanks. Thanks.